You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. JC listed tech company Eltron has announced an increase in continuing operations EBITDA of 17% to 883 million rand for the first half of the year through to August 31, while revenue top line was up 14% to 8.4 billion rand. Headline earnings per share from continuing operations were up 28% to 83 cents, while basic earnings per share increased by 27% to 85 cents. The company has got big ambitions for its subsidiary Bytes UK. The current IPO valuation targeted is £450 million, which would make it uh, around 110% of Eltron's market cap. Great value unlock uh, on the cards for shareholders if it materialises, and Eltron has certainly made a grand comeback from the days of Node. I'm joined now by uh, CEO Nteto Nyati. Uh, Nteto, uh, I think a fantastic performance. The share price popping on the results up 15% on the day. But despite the economic upheaval from COVID-19, the board decided to pay an interim divvy of 33 cents per share, also up 14%, which is just incredible in the toughest of periods for you. The main theme undoubtedly is COVID and the impact that that had on your operations. Just take me through how it impacted your various divisions and how you decided to respond as a management team. Yes, uh, thank you, Michael. Uh, We, like all businesses in South Africa in particular, we have been affected by COVID-19. But as the team three and a half years ago, we embarked on this one Ultron strategy. And at the center of that strategy was to reposition Ultron to be a company that can help its clients when they embark on a digital transformation. So what COVID-19 has actually done, not just in South Africa, but globally, it has moved many corporates to start to embrace technology. And many of them, they do not want to go to cloud, but now most of them are using Microsoft Teams as an example. Who does, who implements those Microsoft Teams? It's companies like us, Altron. Uh, Many of them want to do this uh, uh, digital journeys, but want to do them securely. Who helps them to protect their environment? is companies like Altron. Many of them are building applications in the cloud. We are the ones who are doing that. So the decisions that we have been making over the last three and a half years and some of the acquisitions that we have made have helped us during COVID-19 period. Even more so in the UK, we, we acquired a business in the UK called Phoenix Software. And that business deals almost 100% with public sector customers. If you then double click on the performance of Byte UK, you would see that the business that performed the most during this time was that acquisition because it's propelled by government of the UK that has been spending to stimulate the economy. So what I'm saying here, Michael, is that the key decisions that we have made in the past to reduce our debt levels, to be in high growth areas so that we can be re- relevant to our customers have made us to, to deliver these results and also afford us as the opportunity to give back to our shareholders a dividend because we're looking at our liquidity. We are in a very good position from a net debt to EBITDA ratio 
of 0.9. And your Capital Light model is also coming along as well. And you did unveil your thinking around Ultron 2.0 as well, which we'll come to. I want to stay with Bytes UK for a while longer. Uh, your plan is to list that on the London Stock Exchange. And uh, to my earlier point, uh, you putting a valuation, a potential valuation there of £450 million, 110% of Eltron's market cap. So a phenomenal value unlock that. Against yes. that backdrop, do you think a 15% rise uh, is, is a muted rise? Do you think there's still something about the Bytes story that potentially the market doesn't understand? Uh, just the fact that our current share price is sitting way below <laughs> below that it's an indication that there is a limited understanding of our Bice UK business. And there are companies in the UK that are, I would say are comparable to Bice UK. Uh, one of those companies is Softcat, currently trading with a, a multiple of about 25, you know. And Ultron, we're talking about seven. You know, that's where Bice UK is. And so the 450 is not even anywhere close to the soft cat. And soft cat, the profile of that business, everything is very much in line with our Bytes UK business. Although, of course, they have been listed now for four years, uh, but when they were listing, they were exactly the same size as the Bytes UK business. And so, yes, we do not necessarily think we're going to go all the way to 25. But certainly, you mm. know, uh, the number that we're giving here, if we were to get this number, we would actually be disappointed. Yeah, I think it's very conservative. Uh, and why? Yeah. Uh, I think the market is still uh, missing something there. That's fine uh, for a few value uh, investors who still want to nibble away. Chatting to Adrian Saville, he's certainly a big fan of the stock. Uh, if you look at succession planning, and to your other point, the big driver or a tailwind following from COVID has been this embrace of online, this embrace of yes. doing things via Microsoft Teams. And, uh, and Ultron Carabina is the key yes. business partner here as a Microsoft partner. The, uh, the founder of Carabina, Grant van der Waal, um, is departing at the end of December. And uh, there is now uh, a new head of that business, uh, Colin Govender. Colin Govender. Yeah, yes. yeah. So succession planning is obviously very important for you. Just take me through how you've approached succession planning and, and what you see um, as the next steps for Eltron Carabina. Yes. So for us, one of the disciplines that uh, we brought in here, I brought them that discipline in when I joined the Kaman Trend years ago, was this notion of doing succession planning. Uh, it's something that many multinationals do very well, and unfortunately we don't do it very well in the, in the local companies. So I brought that discipline here, and we have been doing that together with the board, and, and when we acquired Carabina, already by that time there was a clear plan that at some point when the founders of Carabina decide to move on, we need to have people that are ready, people that understand this business. And we identified Colin at that time to be the person that we put him closer to the business, work al uh, alongside with Grant and understand certain things. And now the transition is, is going to be much smoother because we had that uh, plan all the way back then. And this is not limited to this business. It's, it's all our businesses where we are thinking this way. You know, it's a practice that we have. In. So what is next for Carabina? 
Karabina gives us, a, a, you know, an, a, an entry into a small bit of the Microsoft opportunity. The Microsoft opportunity is much bigger than Karabina. Uh, we're currently playing in, in, the, in the cloud space called D365. That's where Karabina is playing. It's the smallest Microsoft opportunity. The other opportunity is Office 365, and the third one is Azure. We are not playing in those areas. So the next steps for, for Altron Karabina is to help Altron to be able to play in the three opportunities that are provided by Microsoft. We will either build these capabilities internally or make additional acquisitions to help us to be able to, mm. to capture the opportunity provided by Microsoft. On that point of building out, what do you consider some of the biggest headwinds to growth in South Africa? And uh, your presentation this morning did touch on the one, uh, and I think it's such an important one, and that is uh, certainly skills. And how do you see us overcoming that? So the good thing uh, is that we have in South Africa a significant number of people that are graduates but unemployed. <laughs> it is really a strange thing to have graduates that are unemployed. And I remember during my time when I was leading Microsoft, and I was asked exactly this question. My, my bosses in, U, in the U.S., Intel, uh, you seem to be growing fast and growing well. What is it that you think is going to stop you from growing? I said, the skills. Mm. And then they asked, like all good people, managers, said, what are you going to do about it? So giving back the problem back to me. <laughs> and what we did at that time is to take these people that I'm talking about, unemployed people but are graduates, and, and put them into a program, a six to 12 month program. It was interesting to see that in just six to 12 months intervention, those people were ready. And our companies like Carabina and many of the Microsoft partners uh, ended up getting uh, all of these people that we had trained for them. Uh, so that is what we need to be doing. And this is what we have been doing within Altron bringing graduates, 30 of them in, in any one year, 40 in another year, training those people, bringing them in. They help us to reduce our cost of delivery uh, uh, to the customers, which is a good thing. But at the same time, we're also addressing the unemployment problem that we see in, 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 in South Africa. And uh, Teto, it certainly is uh, great to see a local company being so proactive uh, about one of our, our major challenges rather than shrugging its shoulders, wringing one's hands and saying, well, it's the government's problem. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's an apex problem of basic education, just figuring out a way uh, to fix the situation. And then as we get to the end of our time, uh, the Supreme Court of Appeal has also overturned a high court ruling on the loss of a contract with 1.2 billion rand by the city of Toronto that have been awarded to your subsidiary Tabella Telecoms over the city's yes. allegations that the tender award process was unlawful. You fought this tooth and nail. Coming out on the winning side, you must feel vindicated by this. What's next? So we are excited about this win. Uh, uh, what was concerning us, yes, this is a multi-billion rand contract. It concerns us you are going to lose a multi-billion rand contract. That's, that's something you should be concerned about. But what is more is that we had gone out to convince some funders, the banks, to 
to fund this infrastructure uh, the, uh, implementation project, you know, where we're building a broadband for the city of Swane for use by the citizens of the city. We convinced uh, two banks to be part of this thing. Because of the, uh, the earlier ruling, which meant that now we, we just did not see banks going and, and funding this kind of project anymore in the future, you know. And, mm-hmm. and this has helped address that problem. And, and it's going to help us to, to make sure, uh, yes, we are going to participate, but it's not just us, but all of the IT players will be out there being able to engage with the banks and help build the digital infrastructure, which that, this country of ours certainly need. So what's next in, in the city of Swana for us? What is next is we will be engaging with them and rolling out and building the network that, uh, that we had, we have a contract of building so that mm. the citizens of Swane can enjoy the benefits of having connectivity. It's a really good news story and great to see that uh, the uh, the judiciary remains a pillar of institutional strength in the country. Last question, Mteto. This uh, conversation takes place at a critical time for South Africa. We've had the, the president's reconstruction and recovery plan. We've got the mini budget coming up next week. There is a lot of talk about the public and the private sector finding each other again around things like infrastructure. Josienzo Ramakorpa doing a really good job inside that office, inside the presidency. So too uh, men like Rudy Dix. Uh, where do you feel we are as a country? There is still a lot of skepticism and cynicism. Our fiscal situation, you know, debt to GDP levels rising out to 100 percent. ESCOM's balance sheet still hasn't been resolved. There are still some big question marks. Where do you find us as a country now? Look, we are not in a good space, but we all, all of us know that. Uh, what I like is that the president put his recovery plan. You know, many people are criticizing it that it is uh, there's nothing new uh, on the plan. Hey, I don't have a problem. You know, uh, the, the key thing is now we have a plan. And we need to be then asking ourselves what has prevented us from executing on these plans in the, in the past. That's the question that we should be asking ourselves. And how can we work with the government to help them to make to deliver on these plans? And and that is what I'm, I'm asking my uh, my private sector colleagues to be to be doing uh, to look for opportunities to forge this partnership. Because this is not going to be addressed by government alone. We need the partnership uh, through PPGI, public-private growth initiative. Uh, we need to use those structures to help our, to lift our country out of the challenges that it is facing now. Uh, I think the, the president has done a good job to, of, of putting together the plan. Let us work with him and his team to execute on the plan. And equally, Mteto, thank you for those encouraging words. I think you've done an excellent job in leading this turnaround uh, in Eltron and into the future, into Eltron 2.0, a strategy we're going to have to unpack in greater detail uh, the next time we chat because we've run out of time. But thanks for yours.